Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Yur Aleph. We will begin, however, on Daf Yur Amorbet at the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Says the Mishnah as follows. Rebi Yudal Med, Vortkin Or Yudalid, Ub Yudalid, Shachrit Ubishat Abiur. According to Rebi Yudal, there's three times for checking. We check on the 14th, uh, on the night of the 14th, which is the, the, going out of the 13th into the 14th, Rabbah Shachrit on the 14th of the morning, and the 14th at the time of burning the Hamets. The rabbis say, Lo badak So if you did not check on the night of the 13th, Yibdok Abbas, and then you check on the 15th. When I said the night of the 13th, I meant on the night of the 13th going into the 14th. Okay? Then, if you didn't check then, then you check on the 14th before the time of Biyur. You took it during the time of Biyur. doesn't mean during the holiday. It means during the time after you're not allowed to eat chametz on the 14th of Nisan. So, you can do it after the time, which means also on the 14th of Nisan after that time, up to the time of the 15th of Nisan. A new law is whatever you leave over, meaning anything that you're leaving over to eat for breakfast in the morning, that should be left bitsina, it should be left hidden privately. Why? In order that you shouldn't have to check afterwards in case a mouse comes and takes it, you shouldn't worry that you have to check after it. Says the Gemara, as we spoke about earlier. What's the reason why the Buda requires three checks? Both of these rabbis say, We need it for the three words Shabbat mentioned when it comes to Pesach. There's three times where it says that you're not allowed to have chametz. The first one is lo yerecha chametz, lo yerecha samor, saor. Second one is shivati misor lo yimatzeb batechem. The third one is ach biyom rishon tshpitu saor mebatechem. And each one of these things corresponds to another checking for chametz. At this point, we think that you have to check three times for chametz. Says the Gemara Mativ, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef asked the question. Rav Yehuda Omer, we have a bright that quotes Rav Yehuda, the same time that we're talking about as saying, Anyone who didn't check on these three times can't check anymore. We see that Rav Yehuda was talking about checking further. He wasn't telling you that you have to check in all these three times. He's discussing that these are the three times and you can't check any further than that on any later than that. But he's not referring to a chiyuv to check three different times. And therefore these pizukim are not relevant. Morzutra matni hachi. Mati Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asked the question according to, the, this is the new question, uh, way of saying the question. We have a bright that says, The machloket is, either mikan va'elach, whether or not you should check any more after these times. Some rabbis say yes, some rabbis say no. But that's the machloket. It's not about checking three times. 
Ella, rather, we jettison the first shot. And we're learning like this. Rebihuda is also talking about whether what, what, what to do if you didn't check in the right time. Here's the argument between Rebihuda and the Tanakama. Mor Savar, Rebihuda holds, Mikami Isura in Batar Isura law. The only times you could check are the times that are before Isura, which means they're the time before it's Asur Yit Chametz. Why? Batar Yisur Allah. Why not? Kizera Dima Atil Michamine. We're worried. He's worried that maybe you'll end up eating from it when you check for it. We don't want you to look for something because if you find it, you might eat it. Rabbanan, we're not worried you're going to eat it when you find it. And that's the Machloket. So he says this three times because there's only three times that you could do it up to the time that you can't eat Chametz. The Chachamim, the Rabbanan, they say that you could keep going all the way to the holiday because. They hold that we're not worried you might eat the chametz when you're checking for it. So now we're going to challenge whether Rabbi Huda could hold like this. Umi Gaza Rabbi Huda? Does Rabbi Huda worry that maybe people are going to eat things that are asur when you're dealing with them at a time when they're asur? Because that's what it sounds like here. He's not letting you eat chametz at a time when it's asur. Oh, the Hatanan, we have a Mishnah in Menachot which talks about Chadash. Now, Chadash for those who don't know, is an Isur. A person who eats Yashan, asks for Yashan flour, is asking for flour that was produced from before last Pesach. Because the flour that was produced this year becomes Asur until Pesach. Uh, On Pesach, we have a Korban HaOmer, and that Korban HaOmer is on the second day of Pesach, which is in America, it's the second day of the holiday. In Israel, it's the first day of Chol Moed. It's Korban HaOmer, which allows all the current year's crop to be used. Until that Korban is offered, it is Asur Midoraita to eat new wheat that was planted this year. Now, we said in the Mishnah over there, Mishikirava Omer, once they offer the Omer on the 16th of Nisan, Yotzin, you leave the Beit HaMikdash, you find that the streets, the, the marketplace of Jerusalem, are full of flour and roasted wheat. The people are buying and selling them. So why would they be allowed to buy and sell them? So there's two opinions how they're allowed to buy and sell this stuff, even though they're buying and selling at a time when the Korban wasn't offered yet. Or they're setting up their shops at a time when the, when the Korban wasn't offered yet. The first opinion is that yes, you're right, these people are doing something, but it doesn't mean it's a proof because it's illegal. The, the rabbis weren't happy with what they were doing, that they were selling stuff and preparing their shops while it was Asur. The rabbis would rather that you wait till the Korban before you start setting up shops with the old wheat. holds that they did it with the, with the assent, with the tacit approval of the rabbis. And Yehuda is not worried that maybe you can eat from it. So Yehuda is the one who says that he's not worried you can eat from it. So how is it possible that Yehuda by us is worried that he's not letting you check for chametz at a time when it's asur to eat it? Amr le'abaya, so Abaya wants to answer. Oh, Amr Rabba. Shani chadash. Rabba says, chadash is different. Shemitoch shaloh hatata ela yedei kituf hu zocher. Really, Rabbi Huda is generally worried about these type of things. 
But by Hadash, he's got a special reason why he can be lenient. Because since by Hadash, the rabbis require you to harvest the Hadash in a funny way by ripping it out of the ground without a scythe. Therefore, you're going to remember, since you're doing it in a funny way, that's going to cause you to remember not to eat it. But by chametz, where you don't have special harvesting tactics, there he's worried. Amr le'abaya, Abaya challenges him. That's true at the time when you're ripping it out of the ground, you're not going to eat it. What about in the grind time? Maybe you'll eat it during the grind time. Or, or maybe at the time of the winnowing, you might do it. So Rava answers, Halo kasha. They also did those things in funny ways. Either they used a hand grinder or they used a nafa on top of the nafa in order to winnow it. And therefore, there is also a reminder even in those stages of the wheat process. It says that you're allowed to cut with a scythe. The beta shluchim shiva amakim in the valleys. And it sounds like over there that the ones that are in the valleys, you're allowed to cut normally. So how can you say we always do them in a funny way? We don't. I have a low gochim, but you can't make a big pile. Vukimna, Kirab Yehuda, that's a Yehuda. Michael and Mamer, how are you going to get out of that? So you see, there is no difference in Chadash. So again, we're back with the question why is Chadash being allowed and we're not worried that you're going to eat from it? Why are the rabbis allowing you to set up the Chadash shop according to Rabbi Yehuda? El Amar Abayah, Rabbi gets rid of the first answer and gives his own answer. Chadash, Bidil Chametz, Lo Bidil When it comes to Chadash, a person has been spent the last four months not eating Chadash. We're not worried that you're going to go and continue and eat Chadash. But when it comes to Chametz, a person has spent the last five months eating Chametz. And therefore, you're more likely to have a slip-up by Chametz than by Chadash. Amar Rabbah says, Did it be Huda Huda Lokasha? Rabbah says his own answer. There's no question of Huda. You're right, there's no question of Huda Huda. Lokasha? Of course, it's, a, it's also a contradiction to Rabbanan. Because Rabbanan was saying over here, meaning Rameir was saying when it came to Chametz, uh, we had said by Chametz that we're not worried, according to Rabbanan, by Chametz that maybe he'll eat it. And, he, and, and by, by Chadash, Rabbanan were worried. So we have a contradiction the other way. It's a reverse contradiction. How come over here, chametz, we're being lenient, and by chadash we're being strict? Says the the contradiction, the answer of Rabbi Huda Mihuda, like we answered before? Not a problem. Why is it no question of If he himself is searching for the chametz to burn it, is he going to get rid of it? So Rabbanan hold the opposite. They hold that when it comes to chametz, you should be more lenient. Rabbi Huda holds that you should be more strict by chametz because you've been eating chametz all along. The Rabbanan hold you should be more lenient by chametz because while you're searching for it, you're not going to end up eating it. Rav Ashi Amar, Rabbi Huda, Huda Lokasha. Hold on, before we get to this, Rav Ashi, there's a Musar Vart in this. When a person is looking for chametz, you're not going to eat it. And therefore, if a person makes 
in his business, that he's Mr. Lashon Hara, let's say. Let's say you have a guy who's constantly talking about the laws of Lashon Hara, and he's answering questions from his family whether you can have Lashon Hara, whether something is Lashon Hara or not. When it comes to a question whether he's going to say Lashon Hara or not, he won't because he already, he, since he's searching after it, is he going to eat it? Therefore, we should always make ourselves people who are searching after chametz. Rav Ashi Amar, Rav Ashi has his own answer. Right? Why? Kemach v'kali tenan. We're talking about Kemach and Kali. We only said that in the Chadash case that there was flour and there was roasted wheat. Now these type of things are not commonly eating. They're not like, not like a cookie or a roll. It's flour and roasted wheat. Flour is almost inedible. And roasted wheat is not commonly eaten. Therefore, it's not a problem. So says We don't like this answer of Rashi. Why? That's true when it comes to uh, from the time of roasting and on. From the beginning, before you roasted it, how were you allowed to play with it? If we're worried that you might eat it, maybe we're telling you that you did it in in an abnormal way, you you harvest in an abnormal way. Like Rabbi said, what do you do with the question we had on Rabbi? You're allowed to use a regular way to, to harvest in Betta Shukhin. Now we said, what are we going to say by that? It must be that Rav Ashi is wrong, and therefore we're going to go with the original contradiction. You mean to tell me every time a person is not badil mineh. doesn't stay away from it. Mi gazar. Rabbi Huda, does Rabbi Huda always make a gezera? For the time, we learned from the case of shifoferet. Shifoferet is an egg. And the egg is, shifoferet is, shifoferet is, the, is the shell of the egg, where sometimes the person has a lamp, and the lamp only holds enough oil for two hours. So if you want to have a three-hour lamp, you'll take an eggshell, you'll fill it with oil before Shabbat, and you'll you'll attach it to the edge of the lamp. This way, when the, as the lamp uses up the fuel, it'll fill up the fuel from the egg. So now, in that case, we said, You shouldn't leave it there in order that you drip. Even if it's made out of um, clay where the oil will make it yucky and no one will take it, we're still worried that maybe someone will take some of the oil from the egg put it on their lips, and by putting on, using the oil, they're causing the lamp, which was going to be a three-hour lamp, to be a two-hour and 59-minute lamp, because you took some of the oil out. And that's the malachah of extinguishing, because you're making the lamp go out earlier. So we're worried that you might take some. Ruidah Matir, and Ruidah is letting you take from the lamp. So we see Ruidah is not worried that maybe you're going to use something that's Asur. So why, in our case of Chametz, is he worried? Over there, since it's so strict, it's Shabbat, where there's the Isur, and ev- that everyone knows about it, it's very heavy, that's why people will be extra careful, and that's why Behuda is more lenient over there. Okay, we'll start off from where we left off. So, the question was, we see there is a case 
where the call hechet the lobe dilmane mi gazer behuda behuda make a gazera every time a person is not separated from an item we make a gazera. But now I'll show you in Mishnah. Loi kovdam shemel shemisav. A person should make a hole in an eggshell. Remelena should then fill up with oil. Vitenem b'tzav. Then put on the side of the of the lamp. In order that it drips off, you shouldn't do that. Afilu yishul cheres. Even if it's made out of uh, of cheres, why? Because now why would cheres be better? Cheres would be better because the when you put oil in clay, so it, the the clay gets mushy, and therefore people would not use it for their lips so far, and it's something else because because it gets more ichi. Still, we make a gezira that maybe you'll take a little anyway, even though it's a little disgusting, you might use it anyway. So you see, the chachamim are worried that maybe you'll use the oil and but thereby extinguish the lamp faster. Right? So you see, the Rida is not worried. How can you tell me Rida is always worried? He's not worried. He says, well, no. Over there, since Shabbat is such a strict thing, a person will not touch it. Therefore, that's different than Chametz, which is not quite as strict as Shabbat. Now, even though uh, Binyamin is saying that Chametz is uh, Karet, it's only, it, it is Karet, but it's not Sekila. Okay? Good. Says the Gemara. Viramid the Shabbat Shabbat. Let's ask a question Shabbat on Shabbat, which means. I'll show you that by Shabbat he is not strict. Tanya, Cheveldli, if you have a string of a, not a string, a Chevel is a rope of a Dli of a bucket, which means you have a rope of a bucket that's snapped. You have, normally you have a well and you have a rope on a, uh, attached to a bucket to fill up from the well. So if the rope snapped on Shabbat, right, Lo Koshro, you can't tie it with a knot. Why? Ela onvo. Rather you tie it with a bow. Rabbi Daomer, korech alav punda opuska. You wind around it a, a, a hollow belt around the thing or a puska or a garter around it. But you don't put a bow. So Rabbi Huda is saying, don't put a bow, only tie something around it, but don't put a bow. Now, that means... The Rabbi Huda is saying it's okay to tie something else on it, but you, everyone agrees you can't tie it together. Because if you tie that rope together, that, that's going to be a tie that's going to stay for good. No, no, no one has any reason to get rid of it. If you tie another thing to it, it's not there for good, and therefore Rabbi Huda says that's okay. Whereas the other rabbis are saying you push, you put a bow on it. Okay, Tie it not in a knot, but tie it in a bow. That doesn't last too long either. So we see Rabbi Huda is not letting tying a bow like the, like the Chachamim were, because he's worried that maybe the guy m- might see the bow not work and put a good knot. So you see that he is worried about stuff. Kash Bihuda Bihuda says and Kash it's also Kash because the Rabbanan don't let using the eggshell, right? The Rabbanan don't let using the eggshell. And over here, the Rabbanan are letting, tying the bow. And they're not worried you're going to split, switch the bow for a permanent knot. Says, There's no question of the rabbis and the rabbis. Why? A person can't... Oil looks like oil, right? People could tell the difference between a bow and a knot. And therefore, oil looks like oil. But knots, are, knots, knots don't look like bows. 
also not a question. Why? The reason Buda says you can't tie a bow is not because he's worried that maybe you're going to tie a knot. He holds that even a bow is a surah shabbat. And therefore, he's not doing the bow because maybe you're going to do a knot. And then if you say, oh, so why are you worried about that more than I'm worried about the, the eggshells? No, I'm not. I'm worried, I hold that a bow is also a sur. Why? It's a temporary thing. So, that, that was my chlok at whether what's called tying. Okay. Okay? He holds it's a sur de raita. He holds it like, it's like, since it, since it could accomplish, I guess, since it could accomplish the same thing as a knot, he holds it de raita. Interesting. And therefore, he's not, so don't tell me, how come he's worried about this? This is not, when he, when he doesn't allow the bow, it's not a worrying thing. It's isur thing. Right. Right? There's isur, there's isurs of worrying, because worried you might do something else, and if so, it's a question. How can we not worried about the case of the eggshell? Or and there's these sewers of there's, there's saying it's asur because it's asur, right. and that's what's going on over here. Wow. Okay, says so Rami Rabbanan Adurbanan. I have a double con- contradiction of the Rabbanan. Another one. Tzitzan. We learned Koshrin Deli Bepiska. It said in the Mishnah that you're allowed to tie a deli with a piska. That means if you're pale, you want to tie it with a garter, you could use, but not with a chevel, not with a rope. And with that is letting. Which type of rope is he, is he allowing? If he's talking with a regular rope, if he's allowing tying a pail to an ordinary rope, he can't do it. That's a vada, it's a, it's a not. That bright, it doesn't make sense because it can't be Rudaz letting tying with a regular rope the pail. Elapchita degree must be talking about a weaver's rope. Okay, so now if a, if a weaver's rope is not, a person would never use it in a well because it's not so strong. Therefore, it's it, it, since it's not fit for regular use, you're not going to leave it there. The rabbis are worried about a weaver's rope because we're afraid if we let you tie with a weaver's rope, another. Another fool might come and say, well, I saw Eli Halabiyah using a weaver's rope. I don't have a weaver's rope. I'll just use this regular rope. And then that'll, that'll be the problem, right? Am I dying? Well, something like that. We're worried. Sim- similar idea. Right? So now, how could it be that they're worried about that and they're not worried about the case of the bow where they allowed you to tie a bow and, and they're not worried that maybe you'll switch from a bow to a knot? Well, in yes, people don't can't people don't notice the difference between rope and a rope. People don't don't confuse a knot and a bow. They can tell the difference, and therefore that's what they worry about. Okay. Is it true that whenever people are separated from it, Rebuda doesn't make a gizera? Thank you, Eli. If you have a bechor of an animal, she'och sodam. Okay, so let's explain what's going on. The bechor of it, every animal, of a kosher animal, has to be offered as a carbon. Okay? Now, if you have an animal that gets too much blood, it needs bloodletting. In the olden days, they used to do bloodletting on things in order to let the blood out, otherwise it could be sakana. Okay? So if you have a bechor that has too much blood and you need a bloodlet, 
The problem is that you're not allowed to make a, a mum right. on the animal because you make a mum on the bechor, you're making it pasul mizbech. Okay, so afilu who met, even if it's about to die, and masgin lodam, you can't take out any blood from it because we're afraid you're going to make a mum out of it, and that's the problem. Let it die, but you can't let the blood out. Dear Rabbi Huda, Hamimurim yakiz b'vad shelo yitil b'mum. Chayim say, listen, let the blood out, but do it in a place on the animal where it's not going to make a mum that's going to make it pasul. Okay. So now we see. We see that Yehuda is worried that you might you might make a wound. That you might that you might make a wound, even though, even though a person has been badil, you haven't been using the bechor. And you, I thought you said Yehuda when, when a person is badil is not making gizera, right? Says the Gemara, Hatam over there, and we talk to them by the problem is like this. Uh, per, when a person sees his expensive animal being ochsodam and needing a bloodletting, we're afraid that even though we're telling you to do the incision on a part of the animal that doesn't make a moom, since you're all nervous, we have to make a biggest gezera. Because you're gonna, because of your nervousness, you might come to do it in the wrong place. That's why he's worried over here. Because over here, when you're nervous, there's a difference. Don't compare what Rabbi Huda says when you're not nervous to Rabbi Huda says when you're nervous. In this case, since you're nervous, he's stricter. Good. Says Gemara. <coughs> The reason why the Rabbanan let, they say, Koshkin, why did the Rabbanan say that you're allowed to do it in an area which doesn't cause a boom? Why are they letting you cut? They say, it's worse. If you have a guy who's nervous about his money and you can tell him to let it die, he'll for sure do it in the wrong place. And therefore they say, better let him do it in a, in, in a place where, where safe. it's Sorry. safe. Okay. Says Gemara, Umi Amin Adam Mamuno. Do we hold, does Rebuda really hold to this thing that a person gets nervous about his money? No one gets nervous about money, right? No one. Vatran, then we learned in the Mishnah. We down, man. And Maktirin et Behema. Biyomtov, Vipnesh, Yosebo Habura. You can't um, comb the animal on Yomtov because you're going to make a womb. Oh, so they, they, they're calling it um, currying animal. The kidur they're calling currying over here. Because it can make a womb. It seems like they have a metal comb that they used to do put put over the animal. And we're worried that it could actually pull out the, the metal spokes of the comb could by mistakenly cause a bleeding of the animal, which is a sewer on, on Yom Tov. Okay? Hahamim omrim. But you could use a wooden comb because it doesn't make a wound. You can't do a metal or a wooden comb. Kidur has a currying with thin teeth, which makes a wound. And Kirtzuf is currying with thick teeth that doesn't make, doesn't make a wound. So you see, even though the guy wants to comb the animal to make sure it stays healthy, it seems like combing the animal gets the mud off the animal and 
strengthens the animal, even though guy everyone always wants to do that to the animals, of course, right, Harry? Right, you always do that to the animals. But we're not worried that you're gonna you're gonna make yourself a wound. That means he's not worried about wooden ones. How come he's not worried about wooden ones? Then maybe why don't we say, oh, if we let the guy use the wooden one, he might use the metal one. Okay. So you see, Rabbi Huda's not worried about that. Don't tell me Huda's always worried about these things. He's not worried about money. I show you he's not worried about the guys can get nervous about money because the guy's got an animal full of mud and we're letting him use a wooden comb and we're not worried. Well, if we let him use a wooden comb, he might use a metal comb. You see, they, we're not worried about money. Hatem di Ishavaklomit. Says, there's a big difference between the case of the bloodletting and the case of the comb. In the case of the bloodletting, if you leave the animal, it might die. Then the guy gets nervous about his money. If you leave this animal with the mud on it, it's going to get weaker, but it's not going to die. And therefore... Aren't they one, they're, they're both worried about it getting womb, so it won't be able to be born as a korban? No, no. This is not, this is not, this is not a case of... Corbin. This is a case of a guy's got... Oh, even uh, to eat it, I mean, for, for value of eating the meat. So he, 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 a guy's nervous about his... Money. The, animal has a wound. the first reason was why, if it gets a moon... If it, no, the first reason was we're afraid he'll get a moon. And then what before, happens? So he gets his money. Because he can't... Right, right, right. He, he can't bring it as a court, He can't bring it as a, to, to the Beth Mekdash, correct. He can't even check it, right? Right. If it gets... No, if it gets a wound... No, it... We're worried it'll get a wound. Let me just go back there. Yeah, can't tell. That's what I'm talking about. You know, if it gets the wound over there... Now, hold on. There's two cases. One is the guy wants to let the blood out of the animal. And yeah. here, you want to... Comb it. Comb, comb it. the animal. Now, hold on. So, Yudah is not worried that maybe that you're going to... You see that he's not worried that maybe you're going to... In your rush to do it, you're going to use the wrong comb. But that's only over here because not using a comb at all is not life-threatening. But in the case where not, not letting any uh-huh. blood out is life-threatening, he, he is worried. Okay. So he is, uh, uh, He's worried only when there's danger to li- life. Okay, good. Says the Gemara. So why by Chametz he makes a decree not to look for it after, after the time of Tassur? Now we're going back to the original things. by Chametz said, don't check for chametz after the time when you're not allowed to eat it, because maybe you'll eat it. So why is he worried about that and not this, and not worried about using wooden combs, that maybe you'll do it. Lechem belechem achlif. Kidur achlif. People can't tell the difference between chametz and matzah, which means in the olden days, the chametz and matzah looked very, very similar. They had pita chametz and pita matzah. And therefore, people can mix it up, and that's what he's worried about. But, when it comes to combs, people can tell the difference. You know, what would comb, not a comb, therefore it's fine. Okay. There's two answers. There's the Hadala that separates, that's why he's worried. Right? The first answer was... The, the, the other answer was an answer between why, when is he worried or when is he not worried about... When do we, when do we say the guy's going to go crazy because of his money loss? The answer is when it's a, when it's a death, not when it's so a... Originally, we said, why was he not only worried about Hametz? Uh-huh. We said because there's no Hadala between the time. He's going straight into... Eating chametz and he stops. That's why we're worried. That's why we don't right, want right, to eat. Right, right, right. That's now, one the, thing. That's that, a that's the, that, that was differentiating two, two different things. Now yeah. we're differentiating. Now we want to know why differentiating the combs and this. This is saying that matzah and chametz is different. Like they look, they look similar. Ma, no, matzah chametz looks similar. similar. That's why we're more worried over there than we're worried by combs. Could have answered that for the Shabbat reasons and everything too, but whatever. Could we have answered that on yeah. the Shabbat?
similar. I can't remember. Maybe you can. Says the Mishnah. Okay. Vermeer Omer. Ochlin kol chametz. According to a mayor, you could eat chametz all of the fifth hour. So if you count hours from the beginning of the day, so the, during the fifth hour, which starts at the fourth and goes to the fifth, you can eat chametz the whole fifth hour, and you have to burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour. Rabbi Da says, no. You can eat the whole fourth hour. And you have the whole fifth hour, you have to leave it hanging. Leave it hanging means you don't eat it, but you don't have to burn it. And you, he, they agree that you have to burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour, like the other rabbi said. Okay? The machloka between them is whether or not you have a buffer hour of a fifth hour in between. One rabbi says you have a buffer of the fifth hour, and one doesn't. Okay? The also says, There was two todah uh, loaves of bread in the Beit HaMikdash that were pasul, they were on top of the bench on the on the, on the Harabait on Pesach. As long as the two loaves are there, everyone can eat chametz. And once they took one loaf off, that was a sign for everybody that nobody would eat anything. Okay? They don't eat and they don't burn. When both loaves are gone, then everyone starts burning the chametz. He has another opinion about when you're allowed to eat things. He says, The cholin, which means any regular bread, could be eaten the whole fourth hour, and then, then you stop. If you have chametz, okay, chametz made out of stuff, then you can eat it in the fifth hour, because you're not supposed to burn tirumah for no reason. And therefore, you can eat that in the fifth hour. And all chametz gets starts get burnt in the beginning of the sixth hour after chatzot. Okay. Says the Gemara. Tanan hatem. We learned in the Mishnah. Echad omer b'shnayim b'chodesh, ve'echad omer b'shlosha b'chodesh. Shazay yodeh b'atu. Okay, I think we should do this tomorrow. Okay. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. Amen.